All right, so this is a episode of Middle Child Podcast. We keep the name, even though we have my lovely wife here. So it's going to be me and my lovely wife, Nadia. Say hi, Nadia. Hi. So it's going to be fun. We're going to talk and talk. Hopefully, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun for us. We have been talking about doing this for a little while. And we, we haven't done this before. Interesting. So it's going to be fun. So let's get into it. So again, listening, if you have any questions, you send an email to Rodney Bain. 12 at gmail.com, R-O-D-N-E-Y-B-A-I-N, 12 at gmail.com. And yeah, so last episode was talking about 2020, starting on the year. Mm-hmm. It's a major, it's a major year, a 2020 vision. It's, it's a funny year to say, 2020 scene for, I remember it did. growing up, uh, 2000 was like the furthest thing. And the Jetsons was in 2020, and, and now we're in 2020. It's like, wow, that came pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, there's no flying cars, per se. There's no high no rise. No robot. No, no personal <laughs> robot. Mind you, Alexa. I guess that's our that's version true. of her. We have home invasions. Um, yeah, we have, we have <laughs> people living at home. So it's different, but it isn't what I thought. But I mean, I'm glad to see it now. And that's, um, so it's pretty cool. So we're going to do, we're going to have a, a question and answer. I guess I call it a to I got so some questions. You can ask me some questions. Okay. Let's see how we go. I don't know why she's nervous. <laughs> uh, we, we talk literally every day. We do. Um, and we enjoy most of the conversations. So so. uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully somebody's listening. But that's, that's the good thing. Uh, so my first question to you, my thoughts and questions on life. What are the top three things on your bucket list? Like for life or for 2020? No, this is like, you know, the last episode straight there. So this one is, your bucket list is usually the thing you want to do before you kick the bucket. So, mm. what are the top three things on your bucket list? Okay. Um, if I were to just think about it, um, I would want to see a few continents. Right. You know, so that's major travel. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be, like, to every country or whatnot. But, you know, some that... Like touring with my family, um, or touring with just me and you, um, would just bring us wonder and joy. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one. Um, two, um, I got this one from my mom. My bucket list was um, definitely to see my at least my second generation. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, so um, making sure that the kids grow up to be. He is wonderful, incredible, strong, independent individuals, and seeing them be able to uh, parent their children and for them to come up in the same way. Because if you know that at least if um, your children grow up strong, your grandkids grow up strong, listen, your lineage is on the right track. So that's the next thing for me. Thirdly, mm-hmm. list. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, wow, I can't, uh, okay, let's just, um, maybe jumping out of a plane, who knows, I think that's interesting, I have a serious fear of heights, mm-hmm. um, or as Rodney says, a fear of falling from heights. Yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> no reason to be afraid of being of heights, I mean, it's just, uh, just, it's falling from that height, it's usually right. the fear. And what's the best way to conquer that would be, like? Um, jumping out of a perfectly good plane, yeah. a perfectly good plane for no reason. Yeah, so I think that would be my favorite ah, item. 
three. Uh, I, I, I get this question. I, I personally never thought of this. Uh, three things traveling, definitely, but seeing the wonders of the world. I, I love to see the pyramids. I love to see Mount Rushmore. I love to see the Wall of China. Uh, stuff with that, the Niagara Falls. I like to see stuff with that. I think it helps you to see how small you are, mm-hmm. for lack of words, how, and how, how big the world is. I like to see stuff with that. That's such a part of traveling. Um, and then, too, it's the same thing with you, family, something centered around family. Be in a position, healthy, a healthy body, healthy mind, healthy spirit, to enjoy generations down, to to be like that that, that uh, older person, the wiser person who generations have come to to see that that made you do something great in life. And there one just accomplished what I had accomplished. I mean, that's that's made me in this. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that I was here to do, to look back my life, say, okay, I did that. Yeah, I think that's that's my that's my three. Um, so I have a next one for you. We do couple we do too too much of this. Mm-hmm. Um what book had the biggest influence on you? We didn't have a green room, we didn't have a Yeah, yeah, this is, this is the first time <laughs> I literally searched this online a few minutes ago and it's the first time we both saw these questions. Okay, so um I would say Alice in Wonderland, simply because you know, that my favorite storybook character is the Cheshire Cat. Um, and it's basically that line that he speaks about with Alice as when it relates to direction, you know, because, you know, she saw him. Um, she was trying to figure out where to go. And when she's aimlessly wandering into the forest and she still hasn't, she still hasn't found him yet. And she is freezing on the wonder line and just trying to find herself and just not too, too sure where it is, and I guess that's one of the first characters and then she, she encountered when she actually went through the looking glass. That's true. Uh, it is. And so, um, you know, pretty much he was just saying that, you know, if you don't know where you want to go, any road is going to take you there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true in life because you have to have some sort of direction. Um, you're not going to always know what it is that you want to do, but you have to have some sort of idea or general direction you have to know what it is that you don't want to do um so that you can be careful not to take that path you know and that sort of like narrows down the options for you um and gives you a head start and and hopefully in a good direction that you would like to go um so that always stood out to me so that book i would cool we'll see carol also online it's pretty cool uh me the alchemist the alchemist by Paulo coelho that has been um, a profound book. I read at a point where I was I was um, prime enough to know the direction where to go in life. Uh, what the book is about is about uh, a young a young lad who did not know what he wanted to do, who was just living a life that he's supposed to live in. Someone challenged him to live more, and he dared him to take an adventure into the unknown to try something in. And he found himself, and he found that thing he's supposed to do. And that's where I got the idea. Purpose was first cemented in my mind. Mm-hmm. That seed was first planted at the top of the personal legend. And the personal legend is that one thing you was meant to do, that you knew from inception as a child that you were supposed to do. But society pushes it away or knocks it away, then you have to go back in like to find that. So that, that message has been um, a consistent child of mine throughout most of my, my engagements and my writings and interactions. I think it's very important. I don't know this to live without it. 
and and I think that's a, a, a robbery to live without that person legend and I like how he was a word legend is a legend is that, that story that lasts beyond your life so what's that thing that's bigger than your life and I think that's what that's a book really did it for me what's the awesome online so and, and I like awesome online you read of the kids what is sorry where do you see yourself in five years where do I see myself in five years? Never get two more. Never get one two more. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I mean, unless you want to keep on doing two more. You know. Oh yes, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> two more. Um, where do I see myself in five years? Um, honestly, I came across this term, and like, you ever had that eureka, aha, light bulb turning mm-hmm. on moment? Mompreneur. Ooh. I actually said it properly. I didn't mess up. I didn't say mama, 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 mama. I did not do it. <laughs> Mompreneur. Yes. yes. What's okay. a mompreneur? So it's a mother who is also an entrepreneur. So you are this um, wonder woman who is taking care of your home, taking care of your kids, but you're still running that business. You're still um, working that side hustle and you're making that a full-time thing along with balancing your family you know and I feel like it hit me so well because I really enjoy being with you and I really enjoy being with the kids and I want to do things to help you guys succeed it makes me happy um what also makes me happy is being able to take something and develop it and to see it grow and that's a business and so being able to marry the two I think that's just the perfect combination for me I mean I enjoyed my professional life and I'm sure that if engaged uh, to work again I guess on a nine-to-five I would do so, but I don't see much of a future with it because I have learned a lot of skills um, through some dynamic workplaces that I've worked at before. And I would want to take that same energy and apply it to something that is really going to uh, help to build up my family life, you know, and help to sustain us. So in five years, I want to be this wonderful, amazing mompreneur that has a, had a steady track record of success. Good, so a little more than you Me, a renowned author, and I'm really trying to lean into the writing thing. Really trying to lean into it. That's one thing that has kept on rising to the top of my mind. Whenever I try to sift out the say what it is, I want to shake it down. A lot of things more about down the writing, a lot of things centered back down the writing. Like, I like the speaking, I like the training, I like talking to persons, but I think writing is a thing um, that ties into legend, they could, they could be here when I'm, when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. It's something like a gift to somebody say, hey, this is my thoughts and it lasts longer than that. I, I definitely think writing, writing stories, not just, it was the motivational stuff around the fiction, on the screenplays, on the movies, on the comic books, and just, just the idea, right? I don't want to just limit myself to writing this. And I was seeing it, uh, the few days I've done thus far, the way persons react to it, I think that, that's more of an affirmation to me, the way uh, co-workers react, the way friends react, the way uh, colleagues react, the way my family reacts. And it's like that, that reminds me of when I saw the Michael Jr. video, I, was, I, I keep on referencing, and the guys are singing, 
in the car and we're saying our, our maids and grace. You have to pardon us. We don't have a brain, not, not a brain, we don't have soundproofing just yet. So we have the ambience of the neighborhood. Uh, as a result, then the conversation is <laughs> you sit in my living room talking to us. So it's a, it's a, I, 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 how persons reacted to him singing this element is how I felt watching persons react to me actually having a dance with books. So that's definitely something I <clears throat> see myself for in five years. Uh, the next one, what is the most memorable lesson you learned from your parents? Wow. Well, that's a lot of questions. These are really good questions. The most memorable thing that I've learned from my parents. I think um, it would have to be what hard work and dedication gets you. Um, my parents are now retired. Well, sort of retired because they also have their own business. But they worked in the government sector. And I always told them that they were... And not knocking anybody in the sector, just disclaimer, but they were private public workers. They had this work ethic out of this world that they got from their parents and their grandparents, and they applied that to their work. Um, they they rose through the ranks. Uh, they had their integrity intact. Uh, they cared about people. They were fair each in their various fields. My dad in law enforcement and my mom in healthcare. And I think that these characteristics or traits could be translated throughout life, you know? If you are committed to something, if you are committed to something, you're going to do it and you're going to do it well. You're going to have integrity, okay? You're not going to get mixed up. You understand? You're going to do it really well and hold your head up high, you're going to help people along the way. Uh, it's not just about you, but it's about those persons around you. And I think that's something that I really learned from you. No, 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 they're sitting here, sitting in our, in our sitting room. And I'm going to see some you know, for some strangers, it's a cherry object, one dog marks, they pass the message down for some changes. What happens is, is it's our neighborhood watch, okay? As soon as somebody walks through the corner, there it starts off at the chain a lot and goes from one yard to the next. So our dog's doing his job because he only has one job, is to protect the yard. And so when it's stopping from doing that many now we know if people just pass her by and somebody ends um and it's just dead. Right. Yeah, so we we, so we, we appreciate him. So you y'all have to get this work. That's him putting in his hard work. Alright, so you good stuff for your parents. What I learned from my parents is the importance of unity. Um, unity of family and that togetherness. And keeping that, that family unit almost as a as a fort. So, so I, I learned that that's very important. It's important to, to make sure everything within the walls are fine. Because if everything within the walls are fine, the things are going inside the walls one matter. But the opposite happens. So if things inside the walls aren't fine, no matter what's happening on the outside. So I think that that's something I, I, I definitely work from them is unity. So cool. So that's that's uh, the questions. You never know answer no more questions. So let's go a tad bit lighter then. Uh, so a couple so, so a couple questions. Uh, I'm I'm not too familiar with it, but I like to hear your feedback on 
um, Merkel and I, which which prince it was? I don't know. It, it was a Merkel. Prince Harry. Harry, Prince Harry and his wife. Who was the last one? Oh, formulas. I don't know the name of it. Meghan Markle? Markle. I said Merkel and Markle is similar. Anyway, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry. Okay. That's the right couple, right? Prince okay. with him. Okay, okay. So, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry got married. They left the royal family. Mm-hmm. I saw somewhere where it's like um, he, for, he pretty much turned his back on his family for her, and I saw somewhere that say where the queen didn't want to let them go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I saw something as well too. So the reason why she and both of them, not just her, why they agreed to it is because of the treatment they were receiving mm-hmm. and negative press they were receiving. What are your thoughts on, on the Okay, so here's what I understand. And I do not work for any um, news stations or anything like that. I'm not a political pundit. So um, this is my interpretation of it. So let me, let me clean that up there. Because I don't <laughs> want it to seem like we're trying to comment on, on Megan and um, Ari there. Yeah. So how? What is your opinion on leaving your family to protect your leaving your extended family to protect your nuclear family? Okay, That's I can true. understand both sides of the argument. Okay, um, you know Prince Harry, his they they grew up in the royal family, and he had a, a dynamic mother um, who wasn't necessarily the conventional uh, princess. Uh, but she cared for the people and she cared for her family and uh, she died and he identified a large portion of the blame to be with the press as they really um, didn't give a fair coverage Um, the press was kind of um, I want to say a little mean I guess uh, with their coverage of her, and then you know the how the manner in which she died, with the photographers um, chasing behind her car and her subsequently in a crash, right? So he grew up with that, you know, at twelve, your mom's died, and you're now living in this life in this world without her because of the same people who are taking pictures of you daily, you know, and. I think he came out of it really well. You know, he continued her legacy and, and I, you can respect that, you know. Um, I would understand if he still has this in his heart and then he finally finds love. Um, he finally settles down and then the press turn on his wife. And this wife who just recently gave him a job. Anyone, just not even being in the royal family, any anybody, I think, would have made the same decision if in his shoes. It's not a matter of risking it all. He has had it all, and he's seen what it's done, and he has another loved one. And, you know, I respect him for the decision that he's made. Now, I understand why the queen would have some issue with it, because... I mean, the queen has been in this life for decades, you know. She has seen it all, and she's weathered the storms. So in her view, I'm guessing she's thinking that maybe it would blow over or it would die down or there's something else that's going to come, but they'll be okay. But, you know, journalism is changing. Uh, Media coverage is changing. Uh, Social media is a big thing. A lot more persons have voices. 
And, uh, you know, I don't think it would have gotten any better, you know? And so I understand the queen wants to keep tradition and she wants to keep her family together, you know? I don't see her as a person who doesn't love her family or enjoy interacting with them. I see her as one that does. But I appreciate the fact that she respects the decision that her grandson made for himself and his family and even reached out in terms of trying to work something out. I, I really respect her for that, you know? So that's my take. I feel like, you know, as a man, I respect his decision. I understand what he did. Um, I don't understand why everybody's trying to blame Megan. You know, she's his wife. Uh, it, she found love. And Prince Harry's just trying to protect that. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the same man. I, I get, the main thing is, you, you talk, at least in the side of her, that uh, a Marshall Leavis family including this way. So it's it's interesting when the actual act of it comes and then like, why you turn that down. And it's not as if he's trying to go into a life of hardship or a life of obscurity. He just trying to make better for his way. Make better for his life, his, his new family. And that's the family he's responsible for. I don't think I mean I don't I don't know none of that but I didn't know one name, but I don't think it's a model where it's like she pressured him to do this and she pressured from the outside looking in. I think, like you said, he made a decision. He picked her. And I'm sure that's one of the conversations that they had. Mm-hmm. How would you feel as far as he and this and that? And I'm sure that was on the table. And from the stuff I've seen with him, he's really, in our corner, he's really a fan of her. I've seen some things where he's trying to push her, trying to make sure she gets this, she gets that, and using whatever he can do it, but not trying to outshine her. So I think that's how a support system is supposed to work. And I mean, at the end of the day, you're supposed to be happy or your partner is happy. Uh, even though it's a responsibility to make sure that happy, you you need to do what you can to make sure the situation is the best it can be. So uh, him saying that, especially with the options involved, it's not as if they had to say that. So I, I think that it's really cool. Um, kudos to them. Kudos to them for trying to start a new, trying to, to create their own path and and child like, well, I, I done that the first, I done that be the last. Mm-hmm. Just because in the age of of media, things are so so uh, rampant and people are a lot more eyes on it today. It's probably why people are talking about it more. It's many dukes and duchesses and princesses and prince who moved on and no one ever noticed. That's true. So I don't know why why they making such a hubbub about this one. So, they didn't have Twitter accounts. No, I, I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So you can get that side of it too. Alright, so, so all the best of them, and I encourage everybody to not let going back to what I learned, not let outside forces destroy the, the forces inside. Mm-hmm. If you make a decision with your partner, say you move it left, then move left in confidence. Um, don't let other persons um, really put it asunder because when Rowdy come at the end, they they're not gonna be there. I mean, especially when you pick somebody. If it's in a force, you pick that person. That's that comes with it. And I'm sure your partner would appreciate that even more, knowing that you were in the corner at the time of it. So, all right, so one more fun topic. Uh, we watch, and as it came out, uh, Bar Boys for Life. And we watched the movie <laughs> when it came out. Just off air, we just wanted to go. And just so happened that the same day it came out. So we watched Bar Boys for Life. I'm, I'm a big fan of Martin, bigger fan of this I'm really fond of Bar Boys franchise. So to watch Bar Boys for Life was like easy, easy thing. Uh, what was your takeaway from Bob Boys and I guess Martin? 
Okay, so um, I was happy for the day thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so fun. <laughs> um, you know, I felt like the movie um, it had good energy. It had good energy for me. It was a slow start. And a nice personality. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely personality. Yeah, nice personality. How does she look? Handsome she face. has a nice personality. <laughs> yeah, but how does she look? No, she really treats people nice. Her shoes, her shoes. How does she look? No, she has a good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, when we started, I think the first 20 minutes of the movie was kind of rough for me um, because I was really waiting for that momentum to you know pick up. Um, but once it did, once it did, it went rolling. It was snowballing on and it, it was really good. There was a lot of like, explosions and, and action and the rapport between um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence got better throughout the movie. Uh, so in the beginning, it was rough. They were like, Shh, I haven't seen you in 15 years. Like, that's how it seemed, you know? But along the, like, the middle and the end of the movie, it, it got really much better. I mean, that's the best way I can put it, which is not really quite <laughs> no. at all. But you know, and this is what y'all get. We got a nice person on you. <laughs> that's my take. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I, I felt the same. Okay, we were sitting next to each other. So I thought the beginning, that bar scene, man, we haven't watched it. I apologize. That, 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 that bar, it was, I mean, it's no, I'm not about to talk to it. just when they're sitting in that bar and talking, that was painful to watch. Watching them on stream by themselves, and like, that was painful for me because, like, you, I was anticipating the panther, I was anticipating the high energy for them to play off each other. Will was a wild cop, Martin was uh, the team cop, that back and forth. I always, that's what I enjoy with the movies. And interestingly enough, it didn't, it wasn't there for me at the beginning of the towards the end. I guess I'm walking I agreed towards the end, it really ramped up, and like, really went from zero to Like, it's a car, and we got something from Barking. So, that's just a second Barking. Uh, but it just rammed it's out, it's out all slow for me. The story, sorry, didn't have as much. It tried to do a twist, but how it started is like, okay, you know that twist going to go in that direction. Because, like, you, you can't have another movie if, if it went that direction after he had the incident. Okay, I, I can guess. No, as I say, I didn't say who had the incident. Rather, he had the incident. I get us. I was assuming with a nice cent, a high nine percent surety that he was gonna make it because the movie just started, and I thought they're gonna try. Now the one, the, the twist at the end, I thought it was a reach. I thought it was a real reach, but I, it's, it's cool. They set the franchise some more, and I, I kind of do, and I kind of like. I think with this one, they try to give their characters more of an arc. And I appreciate anybody who gives characters story arc. You saw Will Smith's character come full circle, and they give more of a box story to who he is and how he thinks. And, and why he is. And why he is. That's always a good thing. And then Martin, you saw his motivation even more solidified. Mm-hmm. And you always know his motivation, but it was really solidified into what he does and, and shows that it helped push him through the art. So that's really cool. Um, would I watch the next one? Probably is it like movies like that. But I pay to watch the next one? That's a tough question. Um, of course we would pay to watch No, I mean in terms of it, if it comes on TV, like yeah, Netflix and something yeah, like that, yeah. would it be? So let me clear it up. Would <laughs> I see a fourth one going to movies or straight to Netflix and that's what I meant. Like, I, that could have been you know a Netflix the, movie. The reviews that persons are giving it, uh, you look like they're going to take it to the box office again. Which is interesting to me because I feel like I saw a different movie. Like, 
I saw a lot of like, recency effect. I told you from the middle to the end. Yeah, it ended on a high note. I yeah, get it. it. It ended on a high note. So it ended with you excited for more. It ended with say, hey, potential. And the story is really getting to a close. So that's what it is. So for me, taking in the whole gamut of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I get to watch this on Netflix. Like, because I mean, to, to, that's the Netflix credit as well, too. Though. True. Netflix do does have some high quality. Like, Sits on the Ground was a really high quality. I gotta watch Sits on the Ground to the movies. Yes. So it's, it's, it's not. Yeah. Uh, Sits on the Ground didn't go to the movies. No, that's, that's, a, Netflix, that's a straight Netflix movie. Wow. Ryan Reynolds. That's some money. And hence why <laughs> Disney must be doing this money. But no, so stuff like that. It's not necessarily not to the movie, but I, 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 it was, it was cool. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and Sits on the Ground, I think, it was cooler because it's a different concept. Wild Boys yeah. is the same premise characters. You you kind of knew what you were going to expect yeah. anyway. Yeah, probably got exhaustion, character exhaustion, probably from the same thing over and over. So there's so much you can do with the character. And then it's there to Martin and Will friends. The characters weren't written that deep to explore it over three movies anyway. Yeah. So I again for them to try, yeah, for them to try take a little bit deeper in the third movie is coming. So yeah, so that's that's a good conversation. It wasn't too awkward, right? It wasn't. You know. I would try to edit out the dog barking. No, we're not going to edit it out. People are going to start singing along with the dog. That's fine. And then they're going to see how it feels to sit in our living room and have a conversation with us. That's true. And that's the only answer. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, It's been fun. It's been real. We're going to do this again soon. Hopefully soon. Very soon. We'll definitely do this again. So you can email us at rodneybain12 at gmail.com. It's R-O-D. N-E-Y-B-A-I-N-1-2 at gmail.com Any questions, any suggestions, we love to hear them. Thank you for listening to the Child Podcast. Until next time, talk to you later.